0: Now, listening to Got 'em Coach Hoops, style Sounds, and Total Randomness. Lace up your kicks, turn your volume up, and find your favorite chill spot because it's about to get serious. Now, here's your host, the man whose hair is spinning around the world, Tyrone Smith.
2: Yo, 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 yo. You already know what it is, man. Episode 13. In the building About to do what I do best Because I do what I do When I do it and when I do it I do it well Welcome Welcome to the show Welcome to the show Thank you for making episode number 12 My highest viewed Or highest listened to Episode yet I appreciate it I appreciate the love and support You guys just don't know how much it means to me Now Let's get into this man Episode number thirteen of uh, Got him a Coach, yes, and I am your host, Tyrone Smith, aka Roned Two Exclusive, aka Mister Sneaker Bandit, aka Mister Hustle Bandit, Daytona Three Sixty Alive and in the Flesh. And y'all already know what I come to do. I don't, I don't even think we should. I don't even think we should. Question: What I come to do? Matter of fact, I think we should all say it together. I come to give y'all that Dylan Dillinger hot fire, that H E A T heat, that heat, that heat. <laughs> you already know how I go, man. So check this out. Um. Man, I ain't got nothing much to say, man. Let's get straight into this episode. Got him, Coach. Episode number 13, man. Let's get it. Speak now
0: or forever hold your peace. Don't hold nothing back in this week's That's How You Feel.
2: All right. So, I had a very interesting That's How You Feel topic. I was gonna talk about this little petty beat That's been going on between The homie A.K.A. my favorite player in the NBA Draymond And uh The second homie A.K.A. the Creator of one of the greatest Sneaker Shoe I've ever held in my collection LeBron James But uh we just got some hot and juicy NBA trades, man. And I feel I need to talk about these trades because uh these are some interesting trades. Um first off, let's let's let, let me start off with the more interesting one. Let's start off with uh, D'Angelo Russell going to the Nets. So look, Russell and Mozgov is going to the Brooklyn Nets for Brooke Lopez and the 27th pick. Now I like the trade for L.A. I love the trade for L.A. Brooklyn, I don't like it because you just absorb Timothy Mosgau's contract. I think for L.A., the, the one of the main things they had to do this offseason was they had to get Timothy Mosgau's, and they got to get Luau Dane's contract off of their books completely. They got one of them off of Timothy Mosgau. So I think that's a good trade for L.A. You also get Brooke Lopez, who is, when healthy, one of the top five ten centers in the nba you might as well say top five because i don't really think it's it's I mean, unless you can name five of the centers who who, when healthy is better than Brook lopez I don't, I don't know if it can be done um and i mean true centers i don't mean power forward who who play center i mean true true centers i think brooke lopez maybe when healthy he's a top five center just because of what his his skill set offensively is what makes him a top five center. Now his rebounding at seven, what seven two? Yes, it could be better. I don't think you should be seven two averaging about six rebounds. You shouldn't be. You shouldn't be. You shouldn't be grabbing four rebounds in a game if you're seven two. Um, so let's let's get that out the way. I think I think he needs to get better as a rebounder. I think he needs to get better as a rim protector, especially in that. LA style offense that they're running with Luke Walton who is a prodigy of a Steve kurt you know, they like to run that 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 motion uh set offense and on defense they like for their the big guys to kind of be that rim protector. So, Brooklet Lopez going to have to be that uh, rim protector for the Lakers, but I think he I think he can do it. He first of all, he has the height to do it, and if he doesn't do it, I mean, I think that would be a shame. And even if he doesn't pan out, brooke Lopez is only on a one-year deal. He's only on a one-year deal for $22 million. Um, And if he don't work out, then you don't bring him back. Now, with Mozgov, he has three more years. Think about that. Mozgov isn't a Brook Lopez. Facts. But you get D'Angelo Russell. And I think the change of scenery of D'Angelo Russell is going to be good for him. I think he's better off being an off guard instead of being on the ball. I don't think he's developed enough yet to be the primary playmaker point guard for a team. I think he's, he's, he's proven that he's proven that, And I think that first of all, I think the change of scenery, the change of scenery will be good for him. But I also think that, when he does get to Brooklyn, I think that he needs to really be the off guard on that team. Now, it's gonna be interesting because they still Brooklyn still has Jeremy Lin. So this is what I'm thinking. I think they're they they're, they're gonna try to be they're gonna be contingent on building this team around D'Angelo Russell, who's gonna be they there they're one of the cornerstones, and then LeVert. I'm not even gonna to try to pronounce his first name, but Levert. Um, but you also have Jeremy Lynn here. and so This is what I'm thinking. I'm thinking that the beginning of the season, D'Angelo Russell is Brooklyn starting shooting guard. I think he's Brooklyn starting shooting guard. I don't think he's Brooklyn. He's going to be Brooklyn starting point guard. Um, I think that Jeremy Lynn is going to be Brooklyn starting point guard. Now, for L.A., I talked about Brooke Lopez. I think that's a good, I think that's a good asset for them. This pretty much assures us that Lonzo Ball will be the second pick. And let's say Lonzo Ball is selected first by Philly, which will make no sense. We're going to talk about that trade. Well, yeah, we're going to talk about that trade uh a little later too. But um Philly's not gonna pick ball first. Markel folks, is still gonna be the number one pick in the 2017 draft. Now, the second pick, the Lakers, they're going to pick Lonzo Ball. And I think this trade pretty much assured that Lonzo Ball is going to be the, this, this, this. I don't know if he's going to start, but he's going to be a significant contributor to the LA Lakers this season. He might be a starter next year, but uh, I think that trade pretty much assures that. You also, like I said, you get Brook Lopez. You don't know what you get from him because he's he's always hurt. But if you're able to get a a fairly healthy Brook Lopez, guy who can play about maybe 66, 67 games at full strength, I think you get a good bargain for a year. Um, I don't think Paul George will be traded to L.A. this year. And even if I'm L.A., I wouldn't even do it because... Trading away Paul George trading for Paul George means you're trading away assets to help Paul George going forward. And I don't I don't think that makes sense. If he's already said he's gonna he's he's committed to signing with the Lakers in free agency next year, then why not just play it out? Let whatever team that's gonna get him. I think he's he's been linked to Cleveland, he's been linked to um, the Clippers have a Reportedly put their interest in And he's also been reported Interested He's also been reported interested by the Heat And also the Celtics So if these teams want to Take the chance of not only Bringing in a guy who's already On record saying that he's going to be a one year Player And Taking away from yeah, taking away Assets to trade for that particular Type of player Then you let them do that because you already know that in the summer you'll be able to get him with no without having to give up anything. So if I'm like if I'm the Lakers, man, I stand, I stand packed with what I have right now. I, I, I go with what I have. Um, I'm, I'm, I try to make the team better. Um, I, I try to make this team better, and. I rock with the team that I got for that year, and then when 2018 come, when when free agency really hit, when you got Paul George and you are gonna have Bron on on the free agent um market, then you go ahead and you get those two guys, and then bam, you back in you back into the, the title race. But I love this I love this move for the Lakers. Love this move for the Lakers. Um, I like this move for Brooklyn and their process of rebuilding. If you could trade timothy Moscow for something now i think that'd that'd even be even better so um let's talk about this last no this ain't the last trade is this the last trade i don't know if this is the last trade man no this ain't the last trade this is the first trade let's talk about the second trade man um dwight howard going to charlotte and basically being traded for peanuts Miles Plumley, Marco Bellinelli in the second round pick, Dwight Howard has fallen so hard. But in this, I see green. I, I see greener pastures for Dwight Howard. Look, Dwight Howard was the Dwight Howard was at his best when he was playing with a very capable, very capable. Well, no, no, I, I, can't, I can't make that argument. I can't make that argument because I was going to say he was he was at his best when he was with a very, very capable playmaker. I think uh, the Orlando teams when they had Jameer Nelson, who was a who who fed Dwight well off of the pick and roll. Now, that's what I do, That's what I do like to trade for. I like the fact that they do have Kim Walker. And let's just be frank. Kim Walker is 10 times better than Dennis Schroeder. And I like the fact I like that pick and roll with the Kemba Walker and the Dwight Howard. I like that. Now, Dwight Howard isn't what he once was. And I think we we all can obviously see that. But he's still a double-double guy. He's still a very capable defender. So, for a team like Charlotte, who was a playoff team last year, didn't make the playoffs this year. I think, picking up a Dwight Howard, I think this puts... Charlotte into that that A C uh talk. I think that I think this puts them in that A-C talk. Now with uh with Atlanta, they get a couple players, they get Marco Bellinelli and they get my they get uh they get Miles Plumley. Um I'm not worried about Atlanta. And this is why Atlanta has always been a consistent forty plus win team always been a consistent 40 plus win team and i think it has to do more so with their coach than it does the players i think the coach puts the players in in in, in good positions to make plays to win games so i'm not worried about them trading the dwight howard dwight howard isn't even he's not he's not on that level of superstardom as he once was anyway but what this does tell me is i think they're going to go all in for paul Millsap. Or they could not be going all in for Paul Millsap, and they could just really be trying to. It could really be just trying to cut cap space. Now with Paul Millsap, he's going to be thirty. He's going to be thirty-two years old. He's probably going to want to max four or five years, uh, thirty to forty million dollars a year. Do you pay a thirty-two-year-old that kind of money? Of course not. It'd be ridiculous. Um, that's like the Washington Redskins, the Redskins paying Albert Haynes worth hundred plus million dollars, and he didn't. Turn out to be nearly what he was when he was a Titan. I mean, you, that's just a risk. I, I'm not trying to say that Paul Millsa has a lazy work ethic, but I mean, he's he's on the downside of his career. He's 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 venturing off into the downside of his career, and when you know, once you get 32, 33, ask Kobe man, them joints, them joints don't work like they once did. <laughs> them joints don't work like they once did, and next thing you know, man, you you on the bench trying to fight off injury bugs every year so i i I like i like the trade for both teams like i said i like the pick and roll element that uh dwight howard would give a kimball walker i think this puts charlotte back in that that contention for that eighth playoff seed um spot um considering what i think the what the bulls is gonna do i think this may may push them a little At the top, at this moment, we don't know what's going to happen in free agency, but we can really just go off of what we see right now. Um, So I think I think Charlotte has a good chance, but I also, like I said, I also like to trade for for Atlanta because you shed a lot of cap space to either be players in free agency or to you know get a player, get one of your players back. So yeah, let's talk about this uh, Philly and Boston trade now so Philly and Boston I, I mean I we'll, we'll talk about the the, the, the lot of the bases but I'm just really gonna get into the the pick swap um Boston swapping the pick um, Philly will pick first now and Boston will pick third now if you think about this last year last year the top four selections was Philly la Boston Phoenix This year is going to be Philly, L.A., Boston, Phoenix. Ain't that crazy? But um, we're almost assured that Markel Fox is going to be the number one pick. Now, if he is the number one pick, I have questions. What does this do with Ben Simmons? Because Brett Brown, coach of the Sixers, has already been on record saying that Ben Simmons is going to be the team's point guard. Now you're bringing in a a point guard. I mean, a scoring point guard, but a point guard nonetheless. Now, what do I think this does? I don't know. This is gonna be. I think the ball. I think the ball has just changed hands. I think Markel Fox is gonna be the the primary ball handler for Philly, and I think Ben Simmons is gonna play that point forward role, a role that I felt he should have. He should have played. He she should be playing. Um, at least right now, at least right now, because you, you, you don't really, you don't necessarily know, like Giannis, Giannis Antetokounmpo was, that, that was a good move for Jason Kidd, even though he wasn't as good as a assist man as you would want for, for your quote unquote point guard. I think taking the ball, putting the ball in James Harden's hand was a good move, um, Taking the wall out of Ben Simmons' hands and putting it in a Markel Folk's hell right now is a good move. But think about this. Markel Folk's is probably going to go to the Sixers. Think about the team with Joel Embiid, Ben Simmons, Markel Folk's, Robert Covington, Jaleel Okafor. Philly is building their team very, very nice. And they still got money to play with in free agency. Go put that money. Go get KC. Go get Contavious Caldwell-Polk a max contract Kentavious caldwell pope shooting guard for the pistons give him a max contract one of the one of the up-and-coming three and d two-way guards in the league give him a max contract let detroit figure out what they're going to do because they already in that 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 red that red line range of, of paying luxury taxes let them figure out what they want to do and if it don't work all right you know what you need you need a two guard i mean if this if this is the play if it, if markel folks is the play you need a two guard because everything else, everything else on Philly's team is lining up. You getting Ben Simmons back, you getting um, Jalil Okafor back. No, you already had Jaleel Okafor. You getting Joel Embiid back. You got Dario Saric. You got Jaleel Okafor. You got Robert Covington. Like this team is really, this team is dope. This team is gonna be one of the one of the more exciting teams in the NBA, and you could, I put my word on that. Now. I don't think they'll continue for a playoff spot this year, but, man, definitely look out for the 76ers next year. Now, for Boston, this trade tells me that they're probably going to draft Josh Josh Jackson with the third overall pick. Now, you already got Jalen Brown. They're the same type of player in terms of their skill set. I think that this trade was done to get josh jackson to trade josh jackson and other pieces to the bulls i think the bull i think the celtics are going to get jimmy butler this was what this trade is telling me this trade is telling me that jimmy butler is on the celtics high priority list why else would you make a trade like this this makes no sense why else would you get a josh jackson to be on your team when you already drafted jalen brown last year you're not getting you're not getting Josh Jackson to be a part of this team right now. You're getting Josh Jackson to package him with some other assets to trade to Chicago to get Jimmy Butler. And on top of that, you'll still have money to play with to go get Gordon Hayward. This is this is this is what Boston has done. This is what Danny Ainge has done. He took all that all them years of losing accumulating all them picks, train Paul Pierce Kevin Garnett getting two first round picks this is this is what he's done this is this is what paid this is what patience does for a team this is this is why you got to stay patient with these general managers these head coaches because it's always a plan it's always a plan in in, in the things that they do and you might endure the losing for X amount of years at that moment, but you got to understand that it. maybe two, three, four years down the road, you're going to have one of the elite teams out there who can't be touched. Who can't be touched. And, and, and Boston was one of the teams. They, they struggled. And then they got Kevin Garnett and Ray Allen, and they was elite for a couple years. But they knew that they was about to be on the downside of the career. Kevin Garnett wasn't the same player. Ray Allen went to uh, Miami. Pierce wasn't the same player. I knew that they had to. They had to get those players out of there ASAP to make something happen, and, and they did that. So I, I'm loving what Boston's doing. I'm, I'm loving what Philly's doing. So I think this is. I think this is a good trade. This is a good trade. This is a good trade for Philly because. It, it, it gives you a more traditional lineup, and now you have, I think it, it gives you a more of a, of a dangerous lineup instead of just putting Ben Simmons and say, hey, Ben, we're going to make you the point guard. You know, we'll, we'll surround you with shooters. Nah, get 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 Ben Simmons a, a, another capable point guard to get get take the pressure off of him being the primary ball handler. And I, I I'm loving what Philly's doing. I'm loving what Boston's doing. If they don't make this trade for Jimmy Butler, this was a dumb trade. Philly wins this trade by a landslide. But right now, I'ma say it's 50-50. I'ma say it's 50-50. But we gotta see what they do if josh jackson is still on a boston celtics roster by the time training camp begins or matter of fact by the time summer league begins this was an epic fail for boston philly won this trade by our last side. but right now it's a good trade for both teams man and that's how i'm feeling right now now let's get straight into this episode man with the top five stories of the week got him coach episode number 13 man y'all already know what time it is
0: well, well, well. There is something worth talking about today. Here's the top 5 stories
2: of the week. All right. So, look. Golden State. My Golden State Warriors. Um, there's been a lot of talk about them not going to the White House. You know, every every championship team has that Yearly tradition of going to the White House, meeting the president, all that good stuff, giving them the jersey, taking the photo, da da da, da. But you know, Donald Trump isn't a uh, regular president. If everything George Bush was, Donald Trump holds nothing, holds no candle compared to what George. Bush, I mean, to what Donald Trump is. Donald Trump. Donald Trump is is a trick. He he he's a trick. Let me let me break some facts down, y'all, man. Because Donald Trump is a very very unpopular president. Let's let's just let's just talk about this. He has a disapproval rating in the sixties. He has an approval rating of a thirty six percent. His disapproval rate is in the sixties. Now, when you compare that, first of all, he was. Within his first 90 days of being president, he already had a disapproval rating of 60%. Now his now we're in his 144 145th day in office. His rate disapproval rating is still at 60%. Now we compare that to George H.W. Bush, who is George Bush's daddy. Um, he hit a 60% disapproval rate it took him a 1,290 days, about three years and six months, to hit 60% of a disapproval rate. Trump hit that within the first hundred days, the first 150 days. Like it's it's crazy, and we all know how outspoken Trump is. He kind of says he says what he wants. Um, Golden State has a lot of uh, colorful personalities on that team who say what they want um steve Kerr has already been on record saying that if the gold state warriors were to win the championship he would not accept the invitation to the white house he's been extremely critical of donald trump some of his policies some of the things that he says he doesn't feel that he will be a capable president and i didn't feel he was a capable president anyway and i was watching that uh i was just watching i was watching the uh you know when they was doing the polls and all that and you know the percentages and all that and i remember i made a i made a status on on facebook and i'm asking i'm like y'all nervous yet man and i just remember when they said that he was that there was no way hillary hillary Clinton was gonna catch him it was just like man this is just wow this is crazy but donald trump man I'm Go, I, I think nobody will feel bad if golden state decided to boycott this 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 uh trip to the white house N- no one will feel bad nobody i don't think a lot of people want to be in the same room as a as a as a donald trump right now he's going through so much he just he just fired his um his former fbi director because uh he was trying to look into some things that he was doing and there's talk of obstruction of justice and maybe impeaching them and it's just it's just a hot it's just a hot mess if you're an american you're 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 not a proud american right now you're not a proud american right now because donald trump is just he's just he's just taking all of the swagger and confidence you have as an american i bet you all the china's and the russia's and the kuwait's and the liberia's and the siberias I bet all of them is just laughing at us, like, man, look at these fools, y'all voted this fool in, like, what is y'all doing I mean, it's just it's just, it's just bad all around it's bad if you're an American right now it's just, it's just all bad Golden State, don't go don't go, Don't, 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 don't don't do it to yourself, man, you you deserve, you deserve so much more, you deserve so much more than what, than, than, than being in the same room as this fool forgive me but he's a fool next now Kevin Durant been on record saying that um he believes that Kyrie Irving is better has a better quote-unquote skill set than Alan Iverson say what bruh Kevin Durant, man, look, look. I don't care what nobody say. I think Kevin Durant has uh redeemed himself. You could talk about, oh well, he he was on the he was on the thunder and they were up 3-1 and and, 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 and he left and he went to a team that that he that was that he had up 3-1 and he lost to him in seven and this then the third. Look, 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 let's let's get Kevin Durant his due. He did with a lot of these chicks. A lot of these dudes won't do. He knew that this wasn't going nowhere. So what do you do? What do you do when you feel it, when you feel something is not working out the way you want it to work out, man? You get up and you bounce. Now it's not like Kevin Durant was calling the worst. like, oh my god, look, bro, I need y'all to bring me in. I want to be a part of this team. I-, I need y'all. It wasn't that wasn't even the case, man. Draymond called him after the finals and said, "Look, bro, we need you, man. We need you. So let's 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 be honest about it, man. If you was in a bad situation, if if you if 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 you a guy and your girlfriend was always cheating on you, this, that, and the third, and she didn't cheat on you for thirty days, and then decided for forty days that she was gonna cheat on you outright, is you is you gonna stay in that situation?" No, you're going to get up and you're going to walk out. Ladies, if, if, if you've been with the same guy for nine years and you still ain't met his family. And then that one that is that it's this one particular time that he's really committed with, with about you meeting the family. And then he reneges on it and talks like oh well we gonna do it but i don't know and he just constantly does that for for, for for four weeks or four straight days and you say you know what i haven't met your family in nine days man i can't do this no more is you is you gonna stay in that kind of relationship no you're gonna get up you gonna walk out and you're gonna go where someone isn't afraid for you to meet the family and you're gonna have a happy relationship and you're probably gonna get a ring facts so let's, let's not, let's not be too hasty on Kevin Durant for doing what he felt he needed to do, but Kevin Durant, you're fooling right now, bruh, you're fooling, saying that Kyrie Irving has a better skill set than Allen Iverson is ridiculous, first off, let's, 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 let's be frank, let's just be frank, Let's be Frank Block right now. Let's let's be Slim Jesus, man. Let's 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 just let's just let's just post up on the block because we can't hang. We, we we I can't hang with what Kevin Durant's saying right now, and that's why I can't hang with it. Allen Iverson, in his first six years in the league, led a team, led a team that featured the almighty Eric Snow the almighty george lynch Duty! the almighty matt geiger Duty! and everybody's favorite uncle tyrone hill what the hell he led them to the nba finals he let them oh can't forget about Matumbo, aka my nickname during the whole middle school slash high school life of tyrone l smith but let's not forget what Allen iverson did for for this for the city of philly he was a perennial 20 point scorer he was a perennial 20 point scorer. matter of fact i got some i got some interesting stats for y'all man i got some stats for y'all that i think y'all should hear so alan iverson right in six years because the only way i could really do this is i had to compare Allen Iverson's first six years in the league And I had to compare Kyrie's six years Because Kyrie is a six year pro So What I had to do Was I had to take both of their both of their Careers at six years and I had to compare them So This is what I got From the comparison Of both players Now Iverson His first six years He didn't average less than 22 points a game his career high in points per game was 31.4. This was the same year he became an NBA MVP. So he was already MVP within his first six years. Kyrie Irving, he averaged less than 20 points twice and missed over 10 games, five of the six seasons that he played in, while Iverson missed over 10 games in four of the six seasons. In six years, Allen Iverson Iverson averaged 27 points, 5.5 assists, 4.1 rebounds, 2.3 steals. He shot 41%, 31% from three-point, and 75% from the free throw. Now Kyrie Irving, on the other hand, he averaged 21.6 points, 5.5 assists, 3.4 rebounds, 1.3 steals. 45% field goal percentage, 38% three-point percentage, and 87% free throw percentage. Now... Iverson, at best, he was a volume scorer. He was a streaky scorer. He shot a lot. He shot the ball a lot. Now, we have to be kind of con- content. Con- g- y'all know the word I'm looking for. On the fact that he was the primary scorer on a Philadelphia 76ers team who, who didn't really have scoring. Yeah, you had Aaron McKee. But that's really all that you had. So, we have to be mindful of that kind of the same thing with Kyrie Irving even though his his field goal three-point and three-point free throw percentage is a lot better than Allen Iverson so if I had to say so myself I think that at this stage Kyrie Irving is a better shooter than Allen Iverson but Allen Iverson transcended transcended the way the way everybody plays He was six foot, and the average 27 points in your first six years at six foot tall is is something of amazement. He was an MVP, two-time scoring champion. He led the league. He was a steals leader, minutes leader, all-star MVP, two-time All-NBA first team. He was All-NBA team, All-Star MVP, Rookie of the Year, and the Rookie Challenge MVP. This is all in his first six years. Kyrie Irving was an NBA champ. He was a four time All Star, All Star MVP, All NBA Third Team, Rookie of the Year, Rising Star MVP, Three Point Shootout Champ, and made the All Rookie team. Same thing that Allen Iverson did. Rookie, All Rookie, First Team. Let's not forget that. So, on pure just carrying the franchise, on your back for so long making them a contender year in and year out with no help with no help let's let's not let's let's be frank Ky- Kyrie irving had lebron had lebron james uh, eventually he had kevin love eventually Allen Iverson's biggest claim to help was dikembe Mutombo. Mutombo, he didn't really get the help till he went to denver when he was paired up with Melo and Kenyon Martin and and and, and that and that nugget squad that should have went to the finals, so look, so Kevin Durant to say that Kyrie Irving is is, is has a better skill set than Allen Iverson, no, no, you're you're out of your mind. Now, if you wanted to say anything, you would say Kyrie Irving is a very is a is a better shooter than Allen Iverson. Then you can agree with that, but just off of Putting a team on the map And just doing it by yourself And having the skill set To lead a team to the finals By yourself I think that Kyrie clearly Clearly isn't on the level Of uh, Allen Iverson Next So A lot of talk about super teams Let Let me take a sip real quick Okay a lot of talk about super teams Is super is the super teams bad for the nba no the the, super teams is not bad for the nba and this is why it isn't bad for the nba man think about the laker teams the celtic teams in the 80s right when you defeated those teams you knew that you had made it as a contender as a champion when those teams were constructed you don't you didn't hear media people oh well it's not fair that they got all these good players on one squad it's just not fair where's the parody in the nba and this that, and the third i'm bloody bloody blah 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 look That don't matter. You have to construct teams to win games. That's all it is to it. It's all it is to it. And if that means I got to go out and I got to get four of the best players in the league to win a lot of games and ultimately win a championship, then so be it. If y'all don't want me to win the championship, then y'all go out. Y'all get these players or... When we get on the on the court, y'all beat my team. It's just simple, as simple as that. Now, I have to I have to get on Draymond Draymond's head a little bit because he, he accused LeBron James of being the first player to form a super team, and 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 Draymond I I, I I'll lay to death man, but nah bro. LeBron wasn't the first. Trust me. LeBron wasn't the first. Yes, he he has been on super teams. LeBron, you're you're not you're you're not innocent. Don't say I've never been on the super team. You've been on the super team. That cap this Cavaliers team is a super team. I don't care what nobody say. This is a super team. You have one of the top two three point guards in the league in Kyrie. You have one of the top ten powerful forwards in Kevin Love. You're the best player in the world. You go out, you get your players, you get JR, you get Schumper, you get Kyle Korver, you get Darren Williams, you get Tristan Thompson. Yes, this is a super team. It's not a super team in the fact of, oh, well, these are some great elite players, but this is your super team. This is the team that you build, and you already know. Everything LeBron does, oh, he's GM of the year. He's he's this, he's that. So look, you're you're on a super team. That Miami team, it was a super team. A super team too. Dwyane Wade, Chris Bosh, Ray Allen. Look, let's let's not get into that. But LeBron, yes, you are right. You were not the first to be on a super team. Matter of fact, I got a couple teams for you guys that um had that that was a super team. Um first off, let's start off with the 1996-1997 Houston Rockets. Um they acquired Charles Broccoli, and they also had Hakeem the Dream Olajuwon and Clyde the Glide Drexler next we have the 0708 Celtics when they had Paul Pearson they traded for Kevin, du- Kevin Durant Kevin Garnett and Ray Allen now these next three teams that I found out I'm just going to be frank they're all Laker teams <laughs> they're all Laker teams um the the 08-09 lakers um when they when they acquired paul gasol um the twelve thirteen lakers when they had nash kobe dwight howard and gasol all on one team the 0304 lakers when they had peyton kobe shack and malone um let's go back to the 60s the 68 69 la lakers They had Jerry West, Elgin Baylor, and Wilt Chamberlain. And last but not least, we'll just throw the 48, 49, 49, 50 Lakers in there with George Mikan, who was probably the greatest player of the 50s era. And the only reason I'm throwing all that team in there is because... They, are, they, were the, they were the first two-time NBA champions, and you really think about it, they won two NBA championships, the NBA was in existence for two years, super team, let's be frank. So, now that I've said that, LeBron is right, he wasn't the first one to join a super team. In contrast to... What everyone says about the NBA being ruined with all these star players going to these teams, this, that, and the third. Look, these, this is a this is a challenge on management and players of these other teams, man. Y'all got to step y'all game up. Y'all got to step y'all game up. If you in the Eastern Conference, you know that the Cavaliers, the Cavaliers are the team to beat. You got to get in the gym. You got to work hard. Uh, management has to make sure that they keep continuity in, in terms of head coach and players and bringing in players to make sure that that they can run the system and that they want look it, it, it's all a game example the 12 13 lakers they had all this talent yes but uh they didn't win the championship the 03 or O 4, three-04 04 lakers have four future or current hall of famers they didn't win the championship so even when lebron first got to the heat they didn't win the championship so it's just it's all about getting players yes it's not fair that the stars don't stay in 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 areas that made them like paul george leaving he he's indiana he's indiana and for him to say you know what i'm not going to stay i'm going to go to la yes it's not loyalty to these small markets it's not loyalty to these indianas it's not loyalty to these minnesotas I think they're gonna have an interesting hand a time on their hands when Carlton Towns and Andrew Wiggins become free agents. I mean, fact of the matter is if you are in a small market, you have no chance of really keeping a, a, a star player, which is why you have to consistently build through the draft and make sure that you get players in there who buy into the system of bringing championships to that particular city because it's so easy to for these big time stars to go to these big time places you see how easy it was for kd to go to uh golden state right it's going to be interesting it's going to be interesting so like i just i get tired of hearing all these analysts saying that it's it's not a lot of parody in the nba because all these super teams are created i like it i like it when the nba is like this because as a fan, it gives me an opportunity to go watch my team, who's considered an underdog, to go play a team who's who has who's a super team. In the words of Hermit Edwards, "You play to win the game, and that's just the way it is." You, you see, Golden State didn't go eighty-two and zero, right? They they got Kevin Durant and lost six more games than they did when they didn't have Kevin Durant. So let's not talk about all these super teams. You, it's just an automatic. This, that, and the third. Yeah, it it, it it was pretty much automatic. But let's not let's let consider the facts here. Like it's not all just I don't know. I I can't really explain it. But I, I don't I don't think the NBA is ruined. I think that um it, it makes it, it makes it more fun to be a fan of, of your team because to me it makes it more fun. I don't know about everybody else, but I'm I'm always been a fan of the underdog. Always been a fan of the underdog. With the exception of this case, I really want to go to state to beat Cleveland. I really want them to beat them. So hey, I, I look, sue me. It's it's whatever. Me being at media you you have you have your, your favorites. It's just what it is. All right, next story. So this one is interesting, man. Jerry West is going to the Clippers. The Clippers, he's going to be there as consultant to the uh, the front office there. I love this move. I love this move. This this tells me that the Clippers are really committed to winning. Now, does this move pretty much assure that Blake Griffin and Chris Paul comes back to the Clippers? I don't know. There's been reports of Chris Paul talking to the Rockets and the Denver Nuggets. I told y'all to look out for them Nuggets, man. Nikola Jokic, they got a lot of death on that team. I think Chris Paul seeing that if he can get on that team with the Nikola Jokic and, and I think he can raise the level of play for them other players to where the Nuggets can be an elite team in the West. Um I don't know if it would be a good fit in Houston because James Harden is the point guard of that team. And Chris Paul is a old school point guard. He wants to lead. He wants to be the, the primary guard, point guard on that team. I think Houston is good just right where they are. Surround James Harden with shooters. Let him do all the creating. But back to Jerry West. I like this move. And doing my research on Jerry West... Not only was he a great player, but he's also a great executive, two-time executive of the year, and an eight-time champion as a front office uh, member. He was instrumental in bringing Shaq to the Lakers back in 96. That that whole team, Shaq, Kobe, Eddie Jones, Nick Van Exel, um, then the Phil Jackson-led Lakers. Um, he led, he was executive, he, he won executive of the year as a member of the Memphis Grizzlies, When he led them to their first ever playoff appearance in franchise history. Remember, they were the Vancouver Grizzlies. And on top of that, he has been um, a special consultant to the Golden State Warriors. Um, You've seen how instrumental he's been in building that team up to being one of the elite dynasties in the NBA. So um, I think Jerry West going to the Clippers, I think it'd be a good move. I like the move, I like the move that they made. For Golden State is this a hit? I think it's a hit, but I I I love what they've done with their front office. I think they they have one of the best front offices in the league. I think they'll be able to recover um, very swiftly from this loss. It's already it was already been talk of tension between the the owners and Jerry West um, for for a few years. So I think a change was imminent. Um, but I think this is a good move for the Clippers. Now, do I think it's gonna win them a championship? No, I don't think it's gonna win them a championship. I think, I think that 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 window has sailed. I don't think that I don't think the Clippers are gonna be an elite team. And if they lose Chris Paul, which it, which in hindsight could really really happen, I I just I just don't see it. I just don't see it. But I think Jerry West. I think he'll put them in a in a good position to where, um. A rebuild might not be as ugly as it was when the Clippers were really, really trashy. Um, so, I, I think, like I said, I think it's a good move. I think it's a good move for Jerry West. I think it's a good move for the Clippers. Bad move if you're a Lakers fan because I'm pretty sure you wanted Jerry West to come back and be and be involved somehow, some way in uh, the the resurgence of the Lakers franchise. Next. So this one, Rick Pitino. Hold on, hold on. Rick Pitino, man. It's rare I get into college basketball, but um, this one is this one is interesting. Louisville, Louisville basketball is on verge of potentially losing their twenty thirteen national championship. Why? Because Rick Pitino was not watching what his staffers was doing, and they was going out there paying for escorts to have sex with the players. Ow, (laughs) ow! Look, look. For as much as a as a money, cash-driven cow machine that the NCAA is exploiting all these college athletes, making getting all these millions of dollars in merchandise. To not give college players uh, the the correct compensation for that is a uh, is, is ridiculous. And people say, well, they're going to college to get a free ride for education. Look, if you're athletes, you're not going to college to get a degree. I'm sorry. I mean, some some go to get a degree. Some stay for years. But what do you really in basketball? What do you really see? One and done. You're playing one year out of college and you're going to the NBA. You're not trying to get no degree, bruh. you trying to go to the best team possible. The the college that's going to get you the most exp- national television exposure. The the team, the college that's going to get you the most scouts at your game to go pro. They're not trying to get no scholarships, bruh. Let's, I mean, let's, let's just keep it funky, man. But um, they they, they was fooling down there in Louisville, boy. <laughs> First of all, they had ineligible uh, student athletes playing in games from December 2010 to January 2014. On top of that, um, well, not on top of that. Like I said, they, 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 they um, basketball staff, staffer, and Andre McGee was uh paying this escort Katina Powell to have sex with the players and all this other stuff Uh, look it's it's just bad if this if this is upheld which I think is going to be upheld um, I see no reason why it wouldn't be upheld Um, Louisville is going to forfeit 108 wins from the time frame of 2010 to 2014 um, they're going to be ineligible for play for one year. And Rick Patino is going to be suspended for five ACC games. Which I'm like, why five ACC games? Why does he have to be suspended from his conference games? Like Jim Boeheim, who was under um, investigation for academic... Uh, for academic violation was in Syracuse. He, he was suspended nine games. They didn't say, hey, look, we're going to give you this nine-game ACC suspension. you going to have to serve off these first five, nine games. They're like, man, we're going to give you only five games, and you can serve them in the ACC. ACC play don't really start until, like, later on in the year. Like, all, all you're doing is non-conference play at, at the particular time until you get into that, until you get into your conference schedule. But, um... Ricapitino, man, you, you, you fooling, man, you, you fool it, and, and and most of the time it's not really their fault. As a coach, you you bring in people to help coach, you know, to help to help with the process. So. In, in in ways i can't be mad at him but i i can't I, and it wasn't he didn't even know he didn't even know about it which makes it even worse but um you 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 like you said you have to give him some kind of um violation for this because this this is crazy and then it made it even worse the chick went and wrote a book about it bro. so it's just all out there for everybody to see that's <laughs> just crazy man but um I don't know. This is the this would be the second most vacated wins in uh, NCAA sanctioned history. Um, number one, without a doubt, be the uh, University of Michigan when um, with the Ed Martin situation. Um, but uh, just think about that. You are the, you you a you remember that 2013 uh, national basketball championship team, and now you being told that. Uh, <laughs> Yo yo uh your national championship might go null and void because you know you was out here thotting it up <laughs> with some escorts and some strippers um it's it's crazy i i don't think a lot of people were saying that he should resign i don't think i don't think this is a i don't think this is Resignable. I mean, if he would have knew something about it, I think yeah, yeah, get get him out of here. But from everything that I've seen, um, I read he knew nothing about this. But his obligation as the head coach, um, I mean, he might have knew something about the 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 players being ineligible, but in terms of being paid for sex and all that, I'm I'm pretty sure he didn't know all that. But um, look. Coaches, coaches got players who's ineligible out there all the time. So like this, this ain't, this ain't a major, this ain't a major infraction to me. I mean, it, it, it happens. Like they, they be out there with 1.3s playing basketball, man. So like let's, let's not just be like, oh, this is, this is unheard of. I've never heard of this before. You've heard of it before. Get over yourself. I don't think he should resign. I think he should serve his, uh, his time. Um, at the end of the day, um, look, winning kill cures everything. Look at what winning did for Kobe Bryant. Bad example, but I mean, winning cures everything. If you're winning games, I mean, they might, they're not going to go to the playoff. They're not going to be able to participate in postseason activities this year. But I mean, when they be able to, if they, if they continue to win, I mean, everybody will look at this and then be like, Oh, remember when instead of, Oh this guy cost us this, so let's let's be let's be let's, let's have a little compassion for Tino, man. And these are my top five stories of the week. Now let's get into the feet pieces. Of-
0: Those kicks are sneaker looking good. Here's the top five feet pieces for this week.
2: Number one, we're gonna start off with the Air Jordan 13 Playoff Editions. Playoffs. Yes, the Air Jordan 13 Playoff Edition. These shoes actually came out today on the 20th. And if you're listening to this episode any other day, they came out on the 20th. If you're listening to it today, they came out today. Um, this shoe is considered one of the most popular colorways of the Air Jordan 13s. Jordan wore these for the first time during the 1998 All-Star Game it was also, and these were shoes was also his go-to shoes for the playoffs that follow soon thereafter. It comes with a black leather upper with sway overlays to add a nice premium touch to the shoe. It is contrasted by the hits of white and red placed on the branding, mid and outsole. A little bit of yellow is found on the tongue while the hologram logo on the heel completes the look of the shoe. Hype boys, go pick them up. Next up, we got the Kyrie 3N7s. Kyrie 3N7 is dominated by a white mesh upper while University Gold makes his way onto the inner liner, the swoosh, the N7, and Kyrie branding on the tongues and portions of the outsole. Adding further contrast is black, which can be seen on the flywire by the toe and the right rubber outsole. These shoes is actually kind of dope, man. I actually seen these when uh, he was playing in the finals. Um, like I've been saying, man, people are sleeping on them Kyrie's and the Paul Georges. So I definitely, definitely recommend that you pick these up. Now these heated the reap uh, heated a week worthy. No, but definitely go pick them up. Next up, we got the Nike Air Flight Hirachi Ultra N7s. Oh, them Kairis also come out on the 21st of June. Um, And these flights also come out the 21st of June. So, big day uh, for the 21st, a.k.a. tomorrow or today, if you're listening today. Yeah, so go check, check these out, man. This N7 colorway of the modernized Airflight Hirachi from 1992 features a textile and jacquard on the upper which utilizes a combination of white and black. Other characteristics include a white leather, heel cage, varsity maze on the branding, and an icy blue outsole with gold speckling. Dope, dope. I actually don't like these shoes But it's actually going to be a slow week for shoes So I had to throw some in there So these are one of one of the ones I had to throw in there So forgive me Next up is a restock from uh, February of 2015 The Yeezy 350 Boots Can I hear it?
0: This is the heat of the week
2: This Adidas Yeezy 350 Boost Is a low top sneaker Designed by Kanye West and Adidas The shoe is famous for its SPLY 350 on the upper. I don't even think I really need to get into what Yeezys are. We already know what Yeezys are. So, uh, yeah, give them a Heat of the Week, and let's go to the next shoe. The next, last but not least, is the Pigel X Nike Air Shake X Indestructs, and I'm gonna give them the Heat of the Week. Yes. The Pigagail X-Nike x Lab Air Snake Indestructs features a woven tweed-like material on the upper while a premium royal blue suede is used on the mud guard. The heel, a midsole, and an icy, translucent outsole completes the sneakers' design. It is actually, uh... I'm, I'm not for, for, for sure. I don't know if I can confirm or deny these was actually Dennis Rodman's signature shoe. But I'm thinking Dennis Rodman had wore the shoes a couple times. These are actually a retro shoe. And, um, yeah, so definitely go check them out, man. Heat of the week. Air Shake X Indestructs. This has been episode number 13 of Got'em Coach. And I'm your host, Tyrone Smith. And I'm about to get up out of here because y'all already know i'm hungry but before i go this tends to be my weekly tradition now i gotta take a sip actually this was my third sip but i was thirsty (laughs) so i'm up out of here man i'll holler at y'all next week man y'all already know how it go episode number 14 we getting close to 20 man getting close to 20 make sure y'all go buy a shirt 325 store. go follow us on facebook and instagram at gc325 twitter at gothamcoach325 the website will be up the official website will be up sometime this week and you will be able to email me some of your that's how you feels, or maybe just stories that you will want me to talk about during the course of my um episodes um Everything is getting real, man. I got some stuff behind the scenes that I'm working on that I got going on that um, I can't really get too much into. But just know that uh, it's going to be a hot summer, man. It's going to be a hot summer, B. <laughs> yeah. I'm your host, Saron Smith, man. And I'm about to get up out of here, man. And I'll see y'all. And well, I'll talk to y'all next week. Peace.
0: Thanks for listening. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at GEC325. Check out the website at GEC325.com. Buy a shirt at 325gecshop.store and become a patron for exclusive perks at patron.com slash GEC325. Tune in next week for another episode of Got'em, Coach!